Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. What the hell are you doing here? From the streets of Union City to your nighttime radio, Steve Travelly keeps you in the Jersey no. Welcome to Tuesday Night in New Jersey, Steve Trevelis. I hope you had a good one today. You deserve it. Tonight, even better. Uh, Steve Gutenberg's coming on tonight. He's got a show going on at the uh, Brunswick Playhouse, the St. George Playhouse. And uh, we're going to be talking about that. He's calling it at 910. Talk a little 80s movies. That man made more movies in the 80s between 1980 and 1990 than any other SAG member, Screen Actors Guild, other than Gene Hackman. So we got a lot of movies to talk about. Most of them were police academies, but still, we got a lot to talk about. We're calling it 910. Uh, the games people played when we were kids, the games that uh, they're asking the kids not to play now, we'll get to that. But uh, I want to start this off with uh, the Great Jersey Debate. And not the one that we've been doing forever. I'm talking about the one that can win you money uh, with the lottery, right? How about this? Uh, hitting the stores yesterday was a brand new scratch-off ticket from the New Jersey lottery, uh, the classic Jersey debate. And basically, what would that be? Is it pork roll or is it Taylor Ham? The ticket's entitled the Jersey debate. It's a $5 game, similar to many of the scratch-off games. Your goal is to match any of the winning numbers to your numbers that are just below. But in this game, as a bonus, you can also get paid if you uncover the word pork or ham when revealing your numbers. If you don't, you just get the agita. You just get the heartburn. Reveal a double dollar sign, and you'll win double the prize shown for that symbol. Maybe they'll give you egg, cheese, salt, pepper, and ketchup. I don't know. Uh, but... We have not talked about this in such a long time. You know, is it pork roll? Is it Taylor ham? The purists, you know, the, the purists who have to boil everything down to its, uh, to its simplest form will tell you it's pork roll. Now, it's pork roll. It's the way it's made. But then again, the people who, uh, you know, who use slang, who know it for what it is, it's called Taylor ham. For me, growing up in Union City, we had Taylor ham. When Governor Christie would come in here for Ask the Governor, those were the days. It was Taylor Ham. If you're from North Jersey, it's from Taylor Ham. But how could you say Taylor Ham? It's not Taylor Ham. It's pork roll. See the ingredients? Look at this pork roll. Case by the because when you when, when when you get a cut, what do you put on the cut? You put a bandaid. You don't give, give me a piece of adhesive. It's sticky on one side. No, you put a bandaid. If you sneeze. What do you reach for? A Kleenex. If you wanted to record something at one time, you TiVo'd it. Now, how bad is TiVo? You want to talk about a sad, sad story. Here's a company that created, you know, the reproduction of programming. And it was so good that they actually used the brand name as a, as a substitute 
in the in the language lexicon that you didn't record something, you TiVo'd it. And as great as that was, is the company even still in business now? I mean, did they just fold? Right? Gone the way of the VCR? Uh, but that's another conversation for another time. What I want to talk to you about right now, and I'm not going to, I mean, well, you, can, you can tell me how you say it. You can argue with me if you want. You can even write me letters call, <laughs> cursing, at, cursing me out and then agreeing with me. I actually got one of those last week. Uh, the guy's calling me on F and this and F and that. At the end, he agreed with me. I'm like, what? Wait, wait what? <laughs> anyway, uh, what I want to know from you, 1-800-283-101.5, in your eyes, is it pork roll or is it Tailham? How do you know it? And other than salt, pepper, ketchup, uh, egg, and cheese on a Kaiser, if I gave you Tailham, how would you cook it? Are there? Is this the only? That doesn't doesn't it like doesn't it like surprise you that the only thing we can do with Tailham is put it on a roll with uh, egg, cheese, salt, pepper, and ketchup. Are there any other uses that you can come up with for Taylor Ham? If you were to buy a Taylor Ham cookbook, I'm so surprised that, like, we don't do more with the Taylor Ham. But 1-800-283-101.5, in your eyes, do you call it pork roll or do you call it Taylor Ham? What do you know it as? You know, in Hawaii, they use spam for everything. In Philadelphia, Scrapple's the big uh, dance craze. But here in New Jersey... Do you prefer Taylor ham or do you prefer pork roll? And why? And how do you prefer it? Give me some recipes. Give me some ideas. And uh, are you sick of hearing this debate? We, you know, we haven't talked about this in a long time. The last time I think I talked about it, I filled in uh, for Jim Gerhardt on the morning show. That's how far back we go. But for you, is it Taylor ham or is it pork roll? And how did you come to know it at that? And does it bother you that somebody would call it whatever the other thing is? 1-800-283-101.5. And also, give me some ideas. I'll give you some. I can't believe that, like, with pork roll being the Jersey meat, you know, with Taylor ham being, you know, symbolic to New Jersey, our own Jersey sausage, if you will, our own Jersey coal cut, that we don't do more with it. That you don't see it in more places. That fast food restaurants aren't doing anything with it. You know, like uh, once upon a time, Dunkin' Donuts, they had the um, Taylor ham, egg, and cheese on a croissant. A croissant. They call it pork roll, egg, and cheese. Again, I call it Taylor ham, forgive me. But, and it was a great sandwich. So it had to go. But, like, why isn't there, like, Taylor Ham egg and cheese, you know, I mean, Taylor Ham pizzas? Vito is in Monroe on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Vito. Hey, Steve. Um, it's good. I'm honored to talk to you, brother. Enjoy your show every night. Thank every you, night. man. Miss, appreciate Miss you it. on Fridays, too. Oh, thank you, pal. I appreciate it. I'll come to your house on Friday. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you yeah, outside the window. You're welcome. My wife works with your sister at the school, by the way. So she says, you know, I work with my friends, the guy you love on the radio. I said, ooh. This, this was years ago. She told me when, I guess everybody was going to Italy, then the pandemic hit in and oh, all that. Oh, she don't talk to me either. Don't feel bad. I haven't got a chance to call you. <laughs> oh, great to hear from and you. I, 
listen to me. I swear to God, I just had this conversation with my daughter this morning, driving her to school. Right. It's pork roll. Taylor Ham is the name brand. No, no, I know that. But what do you know it as? I mean, if I grew up calling it Taylor Ham. So for me, it'll always be too, Taylor right? Ham. Right? Did you yeah. call it Taylor Ham? My family. Same to my family. Yep. Yeah, so what do we got to change for? Uh, I'm not, oh, I live in the past, so I'm happy there. Right. So if I, so if I say to you, Vito, I'm going to give you a Taylor ham, egg, and cheese on a bagel with salt, pepper, and ketchup. You in? Um, 100%. You wouldn't be like, no, I want pork roll. Now, how now? How no, do you no, like no, to cook No, no, no. Come on. I, I'm too old for that game. I don't play those games. No, I know what it is. I know. I know. Now, what? How do you? how do you like it other than that? Is there any other way you eat it? Just no, just like well done, man. Kill the ringworm. All right, well done. Kill the ringworm, Vito. Great talking to you. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Do you call it pork roll? Do you call it Taylor ham? Give me some inventive ways to eat it. How do you eat it other than on the on the roll with the salt, pepper, ketchup, bacon, cheese? We can do better than this, right, people? 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelyan, if you've been thinking about adding a pet to your family, my friends at Pet Center in Old Bridge know exactly how to match with the perfect pet. They have a large selection of quality puppies from USDA licensed and inspected breeders. When you bring home a Pet Center puppy, you get the most comprehensive guarantees in the market. Up-to-date vaccines, five generations of pedigree, and a complete homecoming kit. They have a large Selection of small animals, reptiles, birds, and tropical fish. Visit them in the shops at Oldbridge on Route 9 or at PetCenterNJ.com today. As fast track every 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. The Jersey weather brought to you by Ristorante Luca. We discover the lost art of fine dining at Ristorante Luca. This upscale Italian restaurant and piano lounge is breathtaking. Has something for everyone. The freshest fish. Gorgeous ambiance. Specialty cocktails and live music in the piano lounge. Log on to RestauranteLuca.com. Ryan, grab the phone. I uh, do you call it Taylor Ham? Do you call it pork roll? I wonder if Restaurante Luca has Taylor Ham. I, I always call it Taylor Ham. To me, it will always be Taylor Ham. I don't care about the purest among you. I just call it Taylor Ham. And I'm surprised that we have this delicacy here in New Jersey that uh, not everyone else can get. And I'm surprised that's happening as well. And we don't do more with it than a breakfast sandwich. So I'm asking you, do you know it as Taylor ham or do you know it as pork roll? And uh, how do you like to eat it? 1-800-283-101.5. Kyle is in Hamilton on New Jersey 101.5. I got you on first, Kyle. What's going on? Hey, buddy. Uh, so I call it pork roll, but I understand why people call it Taylor ham. Really, I was just calling to tell you how I prefer eating it. Yeah. Tretton burger. Oh, dude, the Tretton burger rules. Tell me what it is. Tell everybody what it is. Spread this throughout the land. It's a cheeseburger with, with Taylor ham or pork roll and cheese on it. You know, yeah, I uh, on a Kaiser roll. That's right. Uh-huh. I, I went to that Sunbank Arena, took my kids to see the Globetrotters, and they had the most delicious Trenton burger you will ever have. Just like you said, Tallahan, cheese, the burger. And you go to Thunder Games, did you ever have the Thunder Dog? No. Oh, the, Springsteen should sing this at the game. It's a, it, it's a, a torpedo roll, 
right? And then they put the tail of ham on the roll, and they put the cheese on the tail of ham, and then they lay a long hot dog over it. Okay. Oh, thunder dog. Oh, thunder dog. It's a killer on a bun. Lying out there like a killer on a bun, Kyle. You have got to try this. Do you like baseball, Kyle? Uh, I used to play it. It's just too boring. I'm a big hockey guy myself. Oh, and what did you think of the game? Yeah, it was, went in my favor. You're a devil's guy, right? See, even if you don't like baseball, go to the Trenton Thunder game. Get the Thunder Dog. It's worth, to, it's worth sitting through the game. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. <laughs> It'll take you about three innings to eat the damn thing. Rich is in Princeton on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Rich. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good, buddy. How are you? Well, first of all, it's pork roll. No, stop. Taylor Ham's and that North Jersey thing. It's a delicious North Jersey thing. <laughs> well, pork roll's just I mean, delicious. South Jersey, you guys are eating vittles. We're up there eating Taylor Ham. Yeah, but in Central Jersey, it's still pork roll. Well, Central Jersey, that's a whole other story. They eat it with their pinky in the air. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> why I got you on that the one. The fish pasta, um, little cups. So, so what I do for breakfast to stretch the pork roll a little bit further right. is uh, I dice it. Right. And I add uh, diced potatoes right. and onion. Fry mm. that up in a skillet. Right. A little bit of hot sauce. Uh-huh. Serve that with scrambled eggs. It's a beautiful thing. You ever, like, uh, mix the egg and just put the egg over the whole thing? No. That could be like a Taylor ham frittata. Maybe. Yeah, I like that. I'll try that on Saturday. Yeah, I, I remember to say it that way, a Taylor ham frittata. <laughs> no, it's a pork roll frittata. You're so Princeton. <laughs> 800-283-101.5. Jack is in Point Pleasant. Jack, oh, what's going on? Jack? Hello, Jack. Are you there? All right, Jack, call back. Let's get Andrew in Flemington. Hey, Andrew. Hi, I must be in the front row. You are in the front row. Now, how do you how do you how do you like your tail and ham? Yeah, I'd rather uh, call it uh, pork roll, but that's not, I don't really have a good reasoning for it. Uh, I remember I used to put it in the frying pan, right? Like bologna, kind of. You right. put it right there on the frying pan, and like the other caller said. To get the ringworms out. What is this with the ringworms? There's no ringworms in Tailaham. It's the second time. I, remember, uh-huh. Do you remember a thing called ring bologna? Not the, really. I got something that you really find amusing. Do you remember how you mentioned wild, wild back, a long time back? Yeah. They should put pork roll on pizza? Yes. Guess what I did? How'd it work? No, no, I didn't do it. Oh. I, I told the guy at the pizzeria on Main Street. Right. I said, why don't you put pork roll on your pizza? He says, I can't open up my restaurant at 6 in the morning. I work 12 hours no, a day. No, no. First of all, he should have said it's not pork roll, it's tail of ham. But secondly, you don't, it doesn't have to be a breakfast, although breakfast pizza is a great idea. I mean, not for nothing. I, I know people have done this. And Andrew, thanks for the call. Uh, if I own the pizzeria, there's so much money that pizzerias are not making by not opening early in the morning and doing breakfast pizza. And what's breakfast pizza? You know, breakfast pizza could be, uh, you know, you put the um, the egg, cheese, bacon, tail of ham, whatever you want to put on it in, in the form of a pizza, and you sell it that way. Uh, Bud is in Monroe on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Bud. Hi, Steve. How are you doing? Good, buddy. How are you? I, 
I'm good. I, I just wanted to tell you. Now, my dad was a uh, meat cutter all his life. Right. And uh, he used to he used to bring home. I guess it was every week or every two weeks. It would be a probably at least uh, twelve inch, maybe four inch round uh, thing of what was called pork roll, Taylor pork roll. It said it right on there. It was right. like a kind of a gray, uh, uh, God, I can't even describe it. No, no, I know. I can see it in my head. I know what you mean. A cloth. And he would, he would like, you know, pull it down and slice it off. And every morning he would have pork roll and scrambled eggs. That would be his breakfast. And uh, he would take the pork roll and he would cut it up into small pieces, mm-hmm. put it in the pan, a little butter in there and you know fried a little bit and then put the eggs in scramble it up uh-huh. now that was one thing now the second thing that i want to tell you is my grandmother who kind of raised me she was an excellent cook and nobody can cook like the old grandmothers and people from the past could do no and she used to make something that was really good uh how she made it it was always like Grandma, how do you make this? And she would say, oh, you put a little bit of this. Oh, yeah. They never tell you. They take it with them. Right now in heaven, they're all eating like they're all eating heavenly. And we're down here going, how the hell do you do this? So they won't tell us. Exactly. Exactly. But what happened was she used to make this. It was like a casserole. Right. And she would take the pork roll. She would cut it in slices. and Then she would cut those slices in half. So you'd have like a half moon slice of pork roll. Right. She would put that into a big, maybe a, a, an 8 by 12 pan. Uh-huh. She would put in, uh, with that, she would put tomato sauce and peppers and wow. onions. And she would, like, put that in the oven and casserole so it would be, like, bubbly when it was done. And she would put that on a plate, and that would be a meal. And it was delicious. That's fantastic, but I got to hit the news. I love that. That's like, uh, you know, like a, like a tail, it says sausage and peppers, right? You have yeah. tail of ham and peppers. Oh, what's wrong with that? By the way, you're from Ohio. It's tail of ham. Oh, I'm well aware. I, I correct people who say pork roll. So, yeah, I've adopted Taylor ham for exactly. sure. Exactly. Get yeah. that man in a nice sandwich. <laughs> 7.30. 101.5. New Jersey weather brought to you by Maple Leaf Farms in Manalapan, one of the largest garden centers in New Jersey. They sell wholesale to the public. They grow what they sell with the largest selection of tropicals, hanging plants, annual flats, roses, and so much more. Visit MapleLeafFarmNJ.com. Their prices are insane. Steve Trevelation. You know what's insane? People who say pork roll when it's really tail of ham. I grew up knowing it as tail of ham. And uh, it's like the baseball purists, you know? They don't want the pitch clock. Up with the times, people. Tail of ham. I call it tail of ham. I grew up. And we're my, my tail of ham people are nowhere backing me on this. I'm out here on a limb. I'm on a pork roll limb here. Getting lambasted by the pork roll people. Wasn't that Bob Marley? Eat pork roll people. No. And where are my tail ham people? Allison is in South Brunswick on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Allison. Hi, Steve. Good evening. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? All right, but it's early yet. What are you thinking? <laughs> I'm thinking that it is tail ham for sure. And why do you say that? I grew up in Wayne, North Jersey, so I'm in Central now, but still calling it for uh, tail ham. 
Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it's made of, what it says on the label. It's how we know it, right? A Band-Aid is a Band-Aid. It's not an adhesive strip. It's ingrained. I could not call it anything else, no matter how hard I tried. And it just seems kind of weird, you know, like when, when you start hearing pork roll and you're like, what is that? And then you got to readjust yourself. It's not, you know, how do you cook it? Well, I do like it on a sa- an egg sandwich, but uh, one of my favorites is years ago after the bars, you go out to a diner, you get grilled Swiss on rye with Taylor ham and a Ooh. side of chip fries with gravy. Wow, where did you get that? A little place up in Totowa called Calico Kitchen had these fries. Mm-hmm. I, I've never found them anywhere else. They closed years ago. But, you know, it's amazing that we, we got out of that stage of our lives without a major heart attack. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? We lived. These people today, you know, everybody's so miserable today. You know, the world is so miserable. It's not social media because they don't have those fries. They don't eat the way we eat. Yeah. I was thinking about this today because I got Steve Gutenberg coming on later and uh, the, all the Police Academy movies. Like some of the funniest movies. If you go, remember the 80s? The 80s, were, it was 10 years of nothing but party. Everybody was having fun. And today everybody's so miserable. What do you think is wrong? What are, you, what are we missing? I don't know. They're not getting the good food, I guess. Well, we're still here. We're still here and kicking. Exactly. We're going to bring it back, Allison. We're bringing back Taylor Ham, you and me. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Lori is in Union Beach on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Lori. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? All right. What are you thinking? I'm thinking there's a great place called John's Cracker Barrel in Neptune that makes amazing Breakfast pizza, they put pork roll on it. Breakfast pizza is a brilliant idea. Are you shocked that everybody doesn't do it? I know. It's amazing. It's so easy, right? You get up, you put a, you put a higher morning shift and just have, you know, just pump out slices of pizza. What would you rather have? You know, the Egg McMuffin or a nice slice? A nice slice. Mm, got it. All right, so that's the way we do it. Now, you go pork roll or you go tail and ham? Pork roll. I don't know. Laura, you had me up until that point. You know, we're going to do what you love. <laughs> All right. Now, how do you like to cook it? I usually just fry it the same way as everybody else. All right. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. John's Cracker Barrel. See, we got places here. All right. Pork roll versus Taylor ham. The New Jersey Lottery's calling it the great debate. They're selling tickets. And you scratch off, you hit pork, you, hit a, you get more money. You hit ham, you get more money. You don't, you just get agita, I guess. <laughs> you just get the heartburn. I, I love, uh, and I got a lot of suggestions I'll read off to you. So what do you like to call it? Do you like to call it pork roll? Do you like to call it Taylor ham? Why do you call it what you call it? Forget about what it is and forget about the... Uh, the, uh, the literal explanation. Why do you call it what you call it? And how do you like to eat it? Can we not do better? Like pork roll pizza, I've done that. And we're not even talking about breakfast pizza. We can do breakfast pizza. But what do you think of the idea of a pizza with tail ham on it? You know, I was, uh, I was over at uh, the Salon Maria on Route 33, my friend Anthony. Guy comes in, he owned a couple of pizzerias in Staten Island. And he's telling me about the greatest pizza, because you got to try this, a white pizza with, uh, and it was brilliant too, it really was, white pizza with bacon, pepperoni, and sliced tomato. And it was delicious. And I'm thinking to myself, now, why wouldn't you do like, like pizzerias, even if they're not going to open in the morning, have 
tailor ham as an option, right? Would you rather pepperoni at pizza? Or would you rather tailor ham on a pizza? Delicious. We talked about pizza one night here, and um, uh, Romeo's uh, guy came in, and he brought me a Thanksgiving pizza, which was turkey, gravy, cranberry stuffing, you know, and it was delicious. But why is there not a Taylor ham pizza? Or you want to go literal, a pork roll pizza? It would be great. And and, and that's just one of the things. Growing up in Union City, my uh, we had lunch every day, you know, and you could buy the lunch. The old lady would come around with the mustard and might did get you, might did, you know, you get your your roast beef and mashed potatoes or whatever the Salisbury steak, but. Paul Baruti was one of my best friends. Paul Baruti would bring, his mother would make this for him, a Kaiser roll with raw Taylor ham. Taylor ham, mayonnaise, mayonnaise, and slice of tomato. I swear I would trade my toys for that sandwich. <laughs> that sandwich was so friggin' good. To this day, I make them. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. Do you call it pork roll? Do you call it Taylor ham? What are some of the ways you cook it? Spring is finally here. Are you back outside doing what you love the most? Is pain holding you back? Don't you want to enjoy life without pain? Well, you need to go to Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab can help. Pain or even age is no excuse. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed. Same-day appointments. Fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab. Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. It's Mother's Day. Share with New Jersey 101.5 what your mama used to say. One lucky entry will win mom a pair of sparkling diamond stud earrings worth $2,500. Enter now on our New Jersey 101.5 free app or on nj1015.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Earth Treasures Jewelers, Highway 35 and 36 Eaton Town. Name you know and trust for almost 50 years. This Mother's Day, tell us what mama used to say to win from New Jersey 101.5. You want to hear the New Jersey State song? It's called Mama Said to Be Days Like This. Lisa is on the Parkway on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Lisa. Hi there, Steve. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing good now that I'm past the Raritan Bridge where they're closing two left lanes, FYI. Just just for you, time for you to get out of it. Perfect. Yes. So growing up, we could only get Taylor ham. Yes. That's what they called it. But then as I got older, they switched. Everybody started just calling pork roll and cheese, pork roll and cheese. So I kind of fell in line with that. But I wanted to tell you, I've been making pork roll pizza for years. My youngest son, he's 22 now. Right. Ever since he, was, he could walk to the corner store, he would eat pork roll and cheese every day if he could. And he, he still does. It's great. Yeah, he said one night, he, we, we made pizza a lot. He said, why don't we make a pork roll pizza? So we just got a piece of dough, sliced the pork roll real thin, shredded some cheddar cheese, baked it in the oven, and uh, it's good for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Did you do it with tomato sauce or did you do it with, uh, no? No sauce, just the, the dough, 
the pork roll and the cheese. It's like an open-faced pork roll sandwich. It's not bad. Yeah, I mean that, but yeah, try it. I mean, just try it like a regular pizza, like instead of pepperoni. It's really good. Yeah, all right, we'll try it. I'll let you know it. what? Here's what you do. Take you get it. You get a slice. You know, you get a plain slice. And just you know, slice some Taylor ham on top, stick it in the oven, try it. it you're gonna like it. It really, it really is good. People have just sandwiched this. Yeah, you know, see what I did there? Sandwiched this into yeah. one little box, and we can only eat it this way. And there are so many other great ways to do it. Lisa, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. You got, you got to try it. Okay, hold on. What am I doing here? You and you. And now we go to Mike in North Brunswick on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Mike. Hey, D&D. What's up, guys? Call me, Steve. I it pork roll, and um, I was just telling whoever Kyle's answering the phones, I guess. Wait, hold on, hold on. You're in a time warp. <laughs> That's Ryan. I'm Steve. Oh, right. No, no, I'm just now. No, no, that's okay. D &D. That's okay. So no, I said, what's up, D&D? Anyway, it's... No, I heard that. Horrible, right. but but I, so how do you eat it? How do I eat it? I throw it on the grill. Right. And I cook it on real low, and I throw some Swiss cheese, and then I put the Kaiser roll on. Again, with the same, it's the same thing. It's a sandwich. You, have you tried it any other way? Try it on a pizza. No, no I haven't, but I like Try anybody it. else, either the frying pan, but um, just to let you guys know, I'm right. the one who called you about the wood nickel. Did you ever figure that out or no? Uh, you got the wrong guy. You're talking. I'm, I'm not D and D. I'm the guy that follows D and D. Yeah. Okay. Don't even try, Jeff. But I'm anyway, not okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I, they're like uh, they're, they're my opening act. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, we're having are we having some kind of a phone issue here or something? There's something happening with the phones. Hold on. Let me try it again. All right, he's gone. All right. We're gonna have Annie in Warminster on New Jersey 101.5. <laughs> Hi, Annie. Hi, I love your show. Thank you. And it's pork roll all the way. Now, wait a minute. It can't be pork roll all the way. Somewhere along the line, somebody, commie propaganda, pure and simple. Somewhere along the line, somebody got to you and changed it. It's Taylor Ham. <laughs> well, Taylor's a wonderful name, right. but I can um, give you some proof. <laughs> you have proof? Okay. I'm a, I'll my bite. Let family, me hear. Family, my family proof is that my sister Lois died in uh, when she was uh, 35 of cancer she left seven children mm -hmm. so she told me that we should go camping because my husband likes he likes camping right so anyway we bought a used trailer and went down to lake Laurie, new jersey which we loved right of course my husband loved it more than me though <laughs> right okay but it's a lot of work but anyway um so when the kids died, I mean, when my sister Lois died, the children came to the campground every summer. Right. And they loved it. Well, when their father died years later, they were growing. They had their own children. And um, my nephew. <laughs> How do we get to pork roll and tell him from this guy? <laughs> he, walked, he walked into the trailer. Right. And he said, we want the pork roll with the cheese. He said, you know, we just loved it. We'll never forget the pork roll with the cheese. Oh, okay. All right, that sounds good. All right, stick around. 
How do you cook your Taylor ham? Dennis and Judy. A 20-plus year listener of you guys, and every day is better than the last. We like to keep it light and fun. We love each other. We will make jokes about anything. Thank you so much for the kind words and for listening for so long. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Weekdays 10 till 2 on New Jersey 101.5 and NJ1015.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Trevelyse talking to you till 11 o'clock tonight. Because that's what we do. We talk. Therefore, we are philosophical. Philosophical. I got the poll up. I put this poll up literally before the last break, like about 10 of. And we've already got 135 votes. Do you call it Taylor Ham? Do you call it Pork Roll? And the pork roll people, the pork roll people, 74.1% call it pork roll, 259 call it Taylor ham. But that 259 we got spunk. We got spirit. We grew up in North Jersey. What do you call it? How do you like to eat it? John is in Newark on New Jersey 101.5. John, thanks for waiting. What's going on, Steve? How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How about you? Ah, I'm surviving. So... I'm a pork roll guy, but uh, I got the pork roll pizza. Yeah. Easy. How do you do it? You want to you want to cut it in strips, right? So you have thin strips. You're gonna put stretch your dough, put your strips on, and then crack three eggs on it. Throw some cheese on it. Put it right in the pizza oven. Comes out perfect. So you're doing it with egg and cheese. Mm-hmm. Try doing it just on a regular pizza. Take like a slice well, of trust. I got bored one night. <laughs> right. You got um, stoned one night. <laughs> wow. A little uh, something, and I uh, yes. cubed it, threw it in a pot, browned it, and cooked it in a pot, added my sauce, uh-huh. my other ingredients, and then what I did was I served it with pasta with sliced cherry tomatoes and uh-huh. red onions. It was phenomenal. And, right. It is phenomenal. Absolutely. I know somebody that make, makes gravy with it. The whole thing. Say that again. I'm sorry. You throw a little Parmesan cheese on it. When it's all done, it's phenomenal. It is absolutely. John, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. You know what? I put up I put up on my Facebook page, what are some of the great ways to do it? Uh, you know, to cook Taylor ham. And some of the recipes are amazing. You know, like here's one, right? Uh, I'm gonna argue, we're gonna argue the uh, we're gonna argue this first of all, right? Fried with a slice of pineapple on a Hawaiian roll. Now that's interesting, right? Uh, Rob, I try it with honey and liquid smoke. Cut it up, put it in a corn and tomato salad. Ooh, see what I mean? This we're gonna do a post on this. We're gonna do like a a pork roll post that I like to call Taylor ham, right? Uh, Andrew, I wouldn't eat it without eggs, cheese, ketchup. It might as well be a coaster. No, 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 no. I'm telling you. We are Jersey. We could do... This is our meat. We have been bestowed this, this salted meat. Right? Be it Taylor ham, be it pork roll, whatever you want to call it. Because we're from New Jersey, we should have the best freaking recipe. So that people come here to visit... You know, when they're not looking at all the dead animals that are washing up on our beaches or paying our taxes or the ridiculous fees to park, they could enjoy a nice meal made with Taylor ham. 
And what are some of the things we can do with that? There's a guy, Tony, uh, from Cinnamon, great guy, he used to call the radio station all the time. And what he would do, he would take the uh, tail of ham and he would cut it up and he would mix it with a cheesesteak. Now imagine cheesesteak with tail of ham in it. How tasty that is. Because I went home, when he, when he said that, I ran home and tried it. It was freaking phenomenal. Mike is in Trenton under Jersey 101.5. Hey, Mikey. Hey, Steve, how are you doing tonight? You have a great show all the time. Thank you, pal. I appreciate it. How you doing? You're the best. No, you are. I appreciate doing good. that. I have the solution to your uh, problem. Okay. It's, the, it's Taylor Ham. Right. At its case pork roll. They're made by the exact same company. The building is in North Jersey. I think it's Englewood. Right. If you come out of the union side of the building, it's Taylor Ham. <laughs> if you come out of the not union side of the building, it's Case Pork Roll. All right. Well, I'm no scab, so I'm calling it Taylor Ham. It all depends on which side of the building you want. If you go to the food store right. and you look on their packaging, they, really they do both that? have the same phone numbers in case there's a problem. That's how they do it, huh? The union side is Tallahassee and the non-union side is Pork Roll. That's what they're doing. You got it. We're going to get them down with the uh, Writers Guild of America. They can settle that strike as well. All right. Now, how do you like to no, eat it, Mike? In New Jersey. How do you like to eat it, Mike? With my mouth. With your mouth. All right. There we go. <laughs> Steve is in Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. Steve out. Yes, Steve. How are you today? Good. How about you? Good. How do you I'm like your tail of ham? I'm a pork roll guy growing up in the Jer at the Jersey Shore, so we're pork roll all the way down here. Okay. But uh, the way my mom used to make it, and we still to this day do it, is... Uh, we take a frying pan, thinly slice the pork roll, put some water in the frying pan with some thinly sliced onions. Right. Then you steam that for a little while. You add ketchup and uh, let that steam. It creates a nice little sauce that goes great with it, and we'll serve it over either toast or uh, over mashed potatoes. That's interesting. I never heard that over mashed potatoes. As, do you know do you, there's a place in Seaside Heights right on the boardwalk? They sell chocolate-covered Taylor ham. Yep. Have you ever tried it? Uh, I haven't, but I've tried their uh, bacon, yeah. chocolate-covered bacon, so it would be just about the same thing. Try it. It's delicious. It was so good, I did a video for the website. <laughs> it's, uh, it was amazing. And thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. New Jersey Lotteries come out with the great Jersey debate lottery tickets. $5 ticket. And uh, if you scratch it off and you find the word pork or ham, you get extra money. If you don't, you just get heartburn. Uh, but either way, uh, I want to know from you, do you call it Taylor ham or do you call it pork roll? Now, the idea, I mean, we can get into the, the, the scientific reasoning and we can get into the research and we can go on to Google and all that. But how do you know it growing up? You know, and as far as like what's in a name, you know, Band-Aid is what? It's an adhesive strip. You don't call it an adhesive strip. You call it a Band-Aid. Tissue you call Kleenex. My grandmother used to call the refrigerator the fridge, the Frigidaire. Go to the Frigidaire. I don't even know if they, I don't even, do they even make Frigidaire anymore? 
Uh, do they? I don't know. Uh, but 1-800-283-101.5. So what I'm asking you is, how do you, what do you call that delicious salted meat that has been given a Jersey reputation that is made here, that is born and bred here by John Taylor from the Case Company? What do you call it? How do you like to eat it? I've got some ideas here. Give me something other than the egg, cheese, bread, salt, pepper. How about this? Cubed with spaghetti, olive oil, and garlic. Maybe some black olives, too. With grated Parmesan or Romano on a plate, of course. Right, we had to even put the plate on there. How do you eat your ham or your pork roll? 1-800-283-101.5. We're going to put together some recipes. And what do you call it? And don't leave money on the table if you have to move out of state. Robert Dukansky of Remax First Advantage is buyers lined up to get your home sold fast and for more money than you thought possible. Anthony bought his Plainfield home with the help of Rob's team. But when he landed a job as a New York City police officer, he needed to sell it so he could move to New York City. The purpose... The purchase process was so smooth that he naturally called Rob's team again to sell the home. It turned out the selling process was just as smooth. And after only eight days on the market, 26 showings, multiple offers, the home was sold for $300,000, which was $30,000 above the list price. Robert Dukansky of Remax First Advantage has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. So call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-101. That's 855-350-1015 or online at robsellsnj.com or Google RobSellsNJ and then you start packing. Here's Fast Traffic 5, weather brought to you by Carl's Fencing, Decking, and Home Improvement. Carl's is your one-stop shop for incredible service on all your outdoor home improvement needs, decking, roofing, siding, windows, and doors, and of course, fencing. Surround yourself with the best. Visit buycarls.com. That's BYCarls.com. Alright, 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. How do you eat your Taylor ham? Do you call it pork roll? Do you call it Taylor ham? Overwhelmingly, uh, they are responding to this Twitter poll that I put up here. Uh, very, very simple question here. Do you call it Taylor ham? Do you call it pork roll? 166 votes in less than 15 minutes. 76.5% go pork roll. 23.5% go Taylor ham. I don't care. I grew up with Taylor ham. How about you? How do you like to eat it? Give me something, anything that doesn't involve Egg, cheese, salt, pepper, ketchup. We have more imagination than that. Rick is in North Brunswick under Jersey 101.5. Hey, Rick. Hey, Steve. How are you? Good, Rick. How are you? I'm great. What are you thinking? So, I call it Taylor Ham. I'm from up north. There you go, I Rick. Stay on as long as you want, my friend. Ah, all right. So I, I make it with... Uh, I make it as a fried rice. So I, I, I buy the roll itself. I cut it in about an inch thick circle. I dice it, throw some white rice, soy sauce, some ginger, garlic. Nice. And, uh, some peas and carrots and onions, and I make a fried rice with it. Ooh. They ought to put that in Chinese restaurants. <laughs> Why not? It's fantastic. it's fantastic. Absolutely. You know, I could see I could see it in lo mein. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Beef, chicken, shrimp, or Taylor ham. I'm in. Good stuff, Rick. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. All right, how about this? How about this, right? Uh, I was just Googling this. And uh, from one of our own people, 
Scrapple is far superior to pork roll? That's blasphemy. That is total blasphemy. Anybody from uh, South Jersey? I mean, I like Scrapple. Scrapple is like all the stuff, all the stuff left over from the pig that nobody wanted to go near, all rolled into some kind of a sausage, and they eat this with eggs. And the only thing they can do is eat it with eggs because there's nothing else you can do with Scrapple, you know, except open the windows. But when it comes to Tallahassee, you know, when it comes to that slice, I am shocked. Like, well, here's another one. Why don't we have Taylor Ham hoagies? Is it, was it, uh, when is Hoagie Day? Hoagie Day is the 5th? Is Hoagie Day the same as Cinco de Mayo? Why don't we have Taylor Ham hoagies? Right? Get primos on this. Or whatever your favorite hoagie place is. Union City, we had a place called the Hoagie House. It was amazing. But seriously, 1-800-283-101.5. Do you call it Taylor Ham? Do you call it pork roll? What are some exciting ways to eat it? And uh, going back to what I got here, uh, let's see. Skillet pan topped with pepperoni on a toasted English muffin or dice it up and saute it in a pan and then mix it with some cooked rice or pasta topped with butter. Poor man's risotto. I like that. <laughs> Broil an entire roll with a... Ooh, ooh, how about this? Broil an entire roll with a head of... Ca- oh, boil. Boil? Mm. I don't know about boil. Boil to got a flavor out. But bo- instead of like uh, corned beef and cabbage or ham and cabbage... How about Taylor ham and cabbage? Boil an entire roll with a head of cabbage and potatoes. Better than corned beef and cabbage. That's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, I like pork roll, an Italian roll with melted provolone. And it's pork roll distributed by the Taylor Company. This is, uh, call it Taylor ham, is like calling Cheerios, General Mills, oats. No, it's the opposite. Dante, what I got to tell you here. All right, uh, Taylor. Oh, how about this? How about this, Carol D. Taylor ham with cream cheese on an everything bagel. All right, one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Here's my pork roll, lettuce, tomato, and mayo and toast. Yeah, how do you like it? How do you eat it? And what do you call it? One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. For me, again, Taylor ham. And uh, I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that anybody would compare it to Scrapple. If you've had you've had Scrapple, you've had Taylor Ham. What do you like better? I mean, um, I've had Scrapple. I've had Taylor Ham. I would not put them in the same category, though. For me, well, they're both breakfast meats. They're, they're definitely. Well, I don't know if Taylor Ham is specifically a breakfast meat, though. I think uh, I think it deserves to be moved out into the realm of uh, you know. Like I agree. Whatever. Yeah. Um, because it tastes really good in things like you know mac and cheese. Um, someone mentioned that's burger. another thing you know? cutting it up into mac and cheese and mixing it in like you would bacon yeah it, for me taylor ham's kind of in the same realm as like spam i guess if i had to like closely approximate like another meat to it it, I, it pretty much is and like yeah. if you go to hawaii you know they put spam on everything <laughs> you know it's hawaii you can't get anything out they there. don't have taylor ham over there they or? have spam I, that's another thing that surprises me the yeah. taylor ham has really stayed in new jersey that it really hasn't ventured out anywhere. As a matter of fact, if anybody's listening outside New Jersey, do are, are people shipping you Taylor ham? Are you getting like the Taylor ham in the mail? I had a friend that was living in California, and I would box him up like Ronzoni. And I would send, uh, <laughs> send out all kinds of Jersey food out there because they had nothing. 
Really? Yeah. So, like, that's one thing that's always fascinating to me is, like, you know, over here, just, like, in our neck of the woods, we have, you know, all these foods that we take for granted, you know, mm -hmm. an Italian deli on every corner or whatever, you know, oh, yeah. sandwiches and every, you know, um, same thing deli. But if you go over, you know, I don't know if it's the same, if anyone could tell me, it, like, what, what kind of thing would be similar, like, in a different state even? To, in like, California, it'd be sourdough bread. Yeah. Because, like, we're so... They don't have the water that we have. Yeah. And that's why it's different. Yeah, but like we get competitive here with our sandwiches. I don't know anyone, any other state. Maybe it's just because I'm not there. I don't know like if anyone else gets competitive with their breakfast sandwiches or anything. Like even Philadelphia is not like yeah. you know the best cheesesteaks are in Philly. They're like people are like you know if you leave Philly, you might find some pretty good stuff. Well, you know what? That's the thing. It's <laughs> a, the, the best cheesesteaks in Philly are a myth because they're here, you know. And a lot of people brought them here. Same thing with the Italian delis. You know, uh, food is a big deal in New Jersey because we've got so many of it from so many different... Not every state lives the way we do. Not every state has the, pop, the, the melting pot of population that we have. Mm -hmm. And every one of those nationalities brought their own specialties and each take pride in their food. So that's why the food wars are what they are. You know, it's like, you know, eat this, eat this, eat this. This is, this is better. What's that garbage, you know? But that's, and especially when, you know, it's different. I know from being Italian, you know, they, they, will, they won't mind Italian people if you eat any other nationality in the family. But if you eat someone else's Italian food, forget about it. That's war. Yeah. You know? So yeah. what is this? How do they make it? And if you say it's, if you can compare it to your own parents cooking, I mean, if it's Italian, then that's you don't dangerous dare. as well. Well, this generation's different. You know, this generation, the, the, the grandmothers are the ones that took it really seriously. Yeah. The mothers kind of got away from it. But 1-800-283-101.5. We got the Twitter poll up talking about the tail of ham. And uh, we put it out soon enough for about a half an hour now. And uh, checking out what we're looking at here. Let me just dial it up real fast. Uh, 179 votes. 75.4 call it pork roll, 24.6 call it Tallahassee. But you see, Tallahassee people, we are rising up. We are rising up. So I want to know, what do you call it? If you live out of state, do you eat it? How do you get it? Do you like it better than Scrapple? Somebody actually said Scrapple is better than pork roll. Oh, really? Uh, no, I don't believe that. That's, well, they were right. It's not better than Tallahassee. <laughs> uh, correct. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. There yes. You go. 830. Minutes under Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelisse. Number to get through is 1 800 283 101.5. Coming up in about a half an hour, Steve Gutenberg is calling in. Steve Gutenberg, uh, he made more movies from 1980 to 1990 than any other SAG actor. How about that, Ryan Bissell? That's pretty cool. Ryan how, how many movies is that? That's a lot of, most of them are police academies. Okay. Now, you never saw a police academy. I did not. You need to see, we're going to do, after, after this interview, we're going to talk about movies that Ryan should see. Because I, I said to Ryan earlier, I said, you know, we'll talk about 80s movies. I go, oh, I know all about the 80s movies. I took a class. And then, I, did you see this? No. Did you see this? No. <laughs> Did you see this? No. So we're gonna we're gonna educate you on movies after uh, after Gutenberg calls. He was in all the police academy one, two, three. I forget how many there were, but there were a lot. He was in Three Men and a Baby. Yeah. Uh, you ever see that? I did not. I okay. Think. Uh, he was in uh, Cocoon. That one sounds kind of familiar. Sounds kind of familiar. Okay. Diner. 
Diner, I think we went over that. We one. did go over that. Yeah, yes, it took place in a diner. Yes, very good. Right. Uh, all right, here's <laughs> something you do know about. Have you ever heard of the game Assassin? Yes. Okay. Now you know the way the Assassin game is played. Yes. If you um, get shot uh, with water from a water gun by uh, another person that's playing while you have all of your clothes on, and maybe that's a rule that's not necessarily in every game. No. That was the one that was in mine. Right. Uh, my schools. Uh, then uh, you're out. And uh, so people go to great lengths to not get out, right. um, whether it's hiding in their house, hiding in their car, or, you know, carrying an umbrella with them to try and, like, block the water or So if like you that. get shot with the water gun, you're out. Yeah. And the idea is that people have to get you. And they will go camp outside your house yes, waiting will, for you to come out. They will. With. So actually, it's funny. I haven't played, like, obviously, I haven't played it in years because right. I, I've been in high school for, you know, six years now. But... Um, there was one time, it was really random, I was playing video games late one night. I guess this person was on the West Coast, wherever they were. Right. But uh, this guy was just like, he just starts laughing. I'm like, what's what's going on? We're just playing our game here. And he's like, my friends are camped outside my house. They're trying to get me out in this game, but little <laughs> do they know I'm not leaving till tomorrow. And like, just like in the background, I hear like, like like yeah, and they're like beating on his window, trying to get him to come outside. That's how serious they take this game, right? Yeah, like and like everywhere, not just over here, just you know, like across the nation. But it's been going on forever. Yeah. Well, now it's getting people nervous. Uh, the Homedale Township Police Department, in particular, yeah. and they put out on their Facebook page: the police departments are made aware that Homedale High School seniors are engaging in a game called Senior Assassin. Students are assigned to assassinate another student outside of school by sneaking up on them and shooting them with a water gun. We have received calls in the past where students have shown up at the homes of their <laughs> targets, sometimes waiting hours for them to come outside in an effort to accomplish this goal. Who's got this kind of time? Uh, this past weekend, patrol officers responded to a home after the resident called police reporting two subjects were on their property, looking into the garage and windows, and it was determined the two subjects were playing the senior assassin game. The only problem... They were at the wrong address. Oh, no. Ruh-roh. <laughs> to avoid a dangerous situation, the Homedale police are urging students to stop participating in this game immediately. Uh, Homedale, like many other towns throughout the state, they make a good point here, continues to be targeted by subjects who are looking to steal high-end motor vehicles. Due to the heightened awareness of residents in response to these incidents, there exists a potential for dangerous situations to occur if this game continues to be played. So imagine here you are with your fake water gun waiting to shoot your friend with water yeah. and here comes the real crook <laughs> with a real gun trying to steal your real car yeah and i mean if if you know you get into a scenario where you both have have guns there i mean it's gotcha pretty, yeah <laughs> it's nah, really gotta um do you do you remember pokemon go Back in 2016. When everybody was going to these different locations and they were being told where to go. Yeah, trespassing on like private yeah, property right, and right. stuff. Trying to, that's what this kind of reminds me of now with this coming out where they don't want people going because, you know, you don't, you, people didn't have any idea why or like what things were going on. Just like going through yards and, you know, over fences. And it's kind of funny though because like when I was a kid, we played, you know, we played games mm -hmm. and they were, they were crim. We, <laughs> I lived in your city. <laughs> they were, the mob was everywhere. There were criminals all over the place. Yeah. But we played played uh but i i can see definitely see their point yeah. you know especially out in the suburbs you know first of all imagine you don't know what this is and here you are in your house and you look outside you see a couple of kids with guns <laughs> and you don't know the water pistols 
You know, and then the other thing is here, the kids, they just want to play, you know, they want to play assassin. And here comes guys, real thieves wanting to steal cars. Yeah. So I, I could see this. Armed but, youth with water guns. Armed, yeah, all you got is a water gun, you know. <laughs> um, and, and the thief says, not on the interior. <laughs> I'll kill you. Yeah, I'll shoot the interior of your car. Yeah, really. I'll do yeah. it. <laughs> I got bleach in this gun. That was the Mets did that. That was a whole other story. Oh my gosh. But 1-800-283-101.5, while we wait for Steve Guttenberg, what were some of the games that you played as a kid? What were your favorite street games that you played as a kid? That um, my kids, you know, I, I love this because when I was a kid, we played Manhunt. Oh, that's a good one. And Manhunt, we had the entire city block which meant 16th Street to 17th Street, west to central, central down 16th to 17th, and back. So the entire block. So that meant okay. you had all the face, you had the backyards, you had swimming pools, you had poles, you had ledges, you had <laughs> everything. And we had the home base. And it was great. And, That's awesome. Uh, I was stupid enough one night, a kid was chasing me, I ran up the pole. No. Greg Green, he wasn't going to run up the pole. And he didn't run up the pole. Or well, he did. <laughs> yeah. His curfew was a half hour after mine. No. Then he got to go home, Trev. <laughs> he was committed. He's just sitting at the bottom. Like the assassin guy, he's sitting at the bottom of the pole. <laughs> potato chips. Going. Uh, you got another 15 minutes where you got to go home. <laughs> Enjoying it up there. Uh, but my, it's great because my sons now, yeah. you know, uh, they would go out with all their friends at night. And they play the same game. Yeah. I mean, and I love that. It's like manhunt down through the generations. It's a classic. Um, the one that uh, pe the kids in my neighborhood would play uh, when it would uh, get dark out and we were like playing on one property at that point, mm -hmm. we do uh, sardines. I don't know if you ever played that yeah, one. How do you do it with sardines? So sardines is kind of the same idea as manhunt. Um, well, it, it's I guess it's more leaning in, into the... Um, the hide and seek cat uh, version of manhunt but when you find the person uh, right. who's assigned to hide you don't tell everybody else you just you hide with them you hide what yeah you hide with them so they find a good hiding spot and then the next person hides with them and they have to make sure that they're hidden well enough that you know the rest of the group doesn't find them and the next person comes in until there's only one person left oh, and really? they're looking around like where'd everybody go and they eventually <laughs> find everyone they're all stuffed into the one little spot like you know sardines how about that i never I, I, we had we had I'll, I'll give you another one called uh buck buck coming up 1-800-283-101.5 give me the games that you played as a kid that you loved what was your favorite street game it's on new jersey 101.5 steve trevely steve gutenberg's gonna call in after the nine o'clock news about 9 10 and uh then after that we're gonna keep this topic going and talk about 80s movies as well so i want to know from you the games you you played as a kid that you loved uh Police in Homedale saying, please stop playing Assassin, the game where you hide with the water pistol trying to shoot your opponent because uh, people showing up at the wrong house. Kids are showing up at the wrong house. Uh, sometimes you could possibly interrupt the car thieves. We've come to this now where it's like we have to don't want to interrupt the car thieves. But anyway, the games we played as a kid, Jiffy's in Manalapan on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Jiffy. Hey, Stevie, how you been, pal? Good, buddy. How are you? Good, thanks. Yeah, I called you up a couple of years ago with this. Hot peas and butter. Hot peas and butter. How do you do that? You hide the belt. Right. And and then everybody goes and looks for it. And then you see it saying who's hot, who's cold. Who oh. Gets, uh, then the guy finds the belt, and he whips his 
everybody's got to run back to base as he's whipping you. Oh, man. Could you imagine today? They would never let that happen today. Oh, every oh, every mom, every protest group. Oh, my God. <laughs> I played a similar game, but I would try to hide the belt from my father every time I got in trouble. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And fortunately, I could run faster than he could. 1-800-283-101.5. Annie's in New Providence on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Annie. Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good, great. I'm from North Bergen. Oh, okay. Whereabouts? Um, li between Liberty and Tunnelly. Oh, okay. All right. And what was your game? 73rd, 73rd Street. Right right the bottom of the high school. Those three hills. Those three hills that are in the Guinness Book of World Record is the second hilliest town in the world. I did not know that. Oh, my gosh. Right above I used to go sleigh riding up there over those hills. Town Cork and Seal used to be on Tunnelly. I'm old. I'm like you. Okay. All right, old lady. So what was your game as a kid? Kick the can. Did you ever see the Twilight Zone episode with Kick the Can? Yes, I definitely saw that. Oh, <laughs> oh did that make you cry? Jack Klugman. Yeah, Jack Klugman. What a great, that was good. That was good. All right, let's go to Eric and Jackson on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Eric. Hey, Steve. How are you? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm great, thanks. What was your game? Uh, we used to, it was a form of manhunt. It was called, I'm not sure where it originated, who started it, but it was called Ring Alivio. So, did you? Have I you? think so, but not, no, explain it. I only know the word. I don't know the, the rules. So, we'd have, you'd have two teams, say, you know, two teams of six or whatever. Right. Um, and everyone was scattered, and the hunters they had to capture the guy, whoever they whoever they grabbed. Right. They had to hold on to him long enough to say, "Ring Levio one two three, Ring Levio one two three, Ring Levio one two three. And if you held on to him that long for those three times, they were captured. And now you brought them to the base. Right. We we used to use like three three sidewalk squares. Okay. So say you had two guys captured. We they'd usually have one guy who would who would guard the base and one of your teammates would, you know, creep up from trees or whatever. And all they had to do is come and run and step on one of those three sidewalk squares and everyone scattered. Everyone was free. Uh huh. Yeah. And you be, until everyone was captured. You're trying to sneak up to free your team, right? Cause they're in there. Yeah, we correct, we correct. had a kid. We had we played. We had this kid Lawrence Noah. We had a, his porch was was the place, and we'd be climbing up the walls trying to free our friends. <laughs> um, see, we call, we used to go one to three manhunt, one to three manhunt, one to three manhunt. You would yeah, go ring Olivia. Right? Yeah, right. Oh, that's a good game, Eric. Thanks for the call, Vince. Hang out. I'm going to give you more time. Give me games you used to play as a kid and uh, famous '80s movies that you loved. And uh, Steve Gutenberg coming up in about 10 minutes. Working tonight? Take Steve Travelese with you. The soundtrack of Second Shifters is New Jersey 101.5. Whatever gets you through the night, it's all right. It's all right. Whatever gets you through the night. It's all right. 1 800 283 101.5 is the number to get you through the night. Steve Travelese, you and me till 11 o'clock tonight. Talking Jersey. Doing those things we do so well. 
Uh, go to nj1015.com. Uh, check out the Steve Trevelis page. You will see the best Italian, uh, the best Italian restaurants in New Jersey, the best Chinese restaurants in New Jersey, Cinco de Mayo coming up, the best Mexican restaurants in New Jersey. Also, the NFL schedule is released. Uh, it's all up there for you. Tomorrow night at 9 o'clock, Howie Mendel is going to be calling in. And uh, he's going to be performing at the uh, Mayo Performing Arts Center. So Howie will be here. Julia will be on. Julia Scotty is going to be here, as well as Gemini and uh, Justin Gonzalez, who sings Queen incredibly well. And, uh, of course, Jeffrey Paul. The very funny Jeffrey Paul. So uh, Stephen Gutenberg should be calling in any second. In the meantime, we were talking about the uh, the places, the games that you played growing up as a kid. And uh, Vince is in New Egypt, uh, New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Vince. Steve, what's popping, buddy? Not much. Give me your game. All right. So uh, we, we played, it was about, I don't know, I want to say maybe nine to ten kids on the block. Right. Um, we played this game called Predator, and uh, I'm not exactly even sure like uh, what Manhunt like 100% was because we didn't play that. We Manhunt was like team hide and seek. Okay, no, no, this was not teams. This is one person starts out as like one person is the predator. Everybody else got to go run and hide, right? And find uh, you know under cars, up in trees, wherever you can find a spot. So the predator has to find and tag every single person. And then the last man standing is right. the winner. The last man to be tagged is like the, the winner. So how hard is that? Essentially, it's, it's like <laughs> zombies. It, it was tough. I mean, people would hide under cars, you know, in trees. And you get scraped up, bruised up, you know. The neighbors would complain, but we wouldn't care. We'd have the best time of our lives. And uh, we played this for years growing up. And um, mm. it was just... Uh, is definitely, um, you know, looking back, it was uh, one, probably one of the best times, you know. Oh, absolutely! You can imagine, absolutely. Uh, that was the cool. That you know what? That was the thing, you know. And when you hid underneath a car, you know, that was you always get you always worried the guy was going to start the car, and that would yeah. that would screw everything up. You know, I remember hiding under a car, and the neighbor is out there telling me that's a really good hiding spot. But if the guy gets in the car, and then you hear the door open, and all right, all right, I give myself up. I'm done. No problem. I'm sorry. <laughs> But you didn't care. You just wanted to be uh, the last man standing. Also, I got a, I got an 80s movie, too, like okay. you were saying. What's your 80s movie? Um, I got two. I want to say the first Terminator and um, John Carpenter's uh, They Live. Oh, man, you're going, you're going horror film on me. Vince, thanks for the call to New Jersey, 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Yeah, uh, problem in Homedale because the kids are playing Assassin, and that's where you hide out with the water gun, and uh, you wait and wait and wait to shoot the kid with the water gun, and these kids showed up at the wrong house. But we'll get back to that. You know this man from the Police Academy movies. Three men and a baby, cocoon, diner, among countless others, and he's currently at the New Brunswick Performing Arts Center doing Tales from the Gutenberg Bible, which he wrote and stars in. Steve Gutenberg, how are you? How are you? It's such a pleasure to have you on. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on, on your show, and it's so nice to be able to uh, talk about this play. It's, uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, evening, and we're having a great time, and we've got some great reviews, and mm-hmm. uh, it's going really well. It's a story about family and career about love right about being a jewish actor about ambition 
and uh, the magic that can happen if you really believe in something. How about that? And this is the Gutenberg family, you growing up in Long Island, and the love in your family. And from what I understand, you made more movies between 1980 and 1990 than any other SAG actor than Gene, other than Gene Hackman. That's right. Yeah, I was very, very fortunate. My whole career, I've been very lucky, and I was lucky enough to be able to work with some wonderful people and be under the tutelage of terrific directors mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and have a wonderful mother and father and sisters that were always behind me, friends and family. And uh, we've had the uh, able to uh, afford us experiences that we can only dream of. And, and that's the best part of being famous is sharing it with those you love. You know, they get the preferred tables and the, doctor appointments right just that's great sit back and enjoy it yeah and that makes you feel so good seeing that happen for them you know with all they gave to you coming up you get to give back like that i must put such a smile on your face oh yeah you know uh many you know I, at the height of three men and a baby's box office rain i was sitting with my father at a restaurant and a man was staring at me and my father just loved it he I waved to him and he held up a pen and a piece of paper and he gave it to his eight-year-old son to get my autograph. And uh, the man walked right past the booth and uh, to a 95-year-old sitting behind me. And he's, the little boy asked him for the autograph and my father turned to me and said, hey, Mr. Box Office. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know what? That, how, what gave you the idea to write the movie, to write the play? Well, my, I have a wonderful producer, our producer, Julian Schlossberg, read a book I wrote a long time ago about some of my adventures, and he said, this is a play. So he said, write it. Nah, my dad was ill for a long time, so I sat at his bedside writing this, this play, and I had 300 pages. And he gave it to David Saint, who's the artistic director and our director of the George Street Playhouse in New Brunswick, where we're playing. Right. And David and Julian whittled it down to 68 pages. Mm-hmm. And uh, David said, you know, I want to commission this. I want to make this uh, one of our plays. And that was about three years ago, but I was taking care of my dad. I couldn't leave him. Right. And then my dad passed in July. And uh, Julian called me in November and said, do you think you want to do this now? I said, yeah. So then we decided to do it. And uh, we just, you know, I used to be more humble than I am today. (laughs) I find that you don't have to be so humble. Someone said to me, you're not that great. Don't be so humble. (laughs) uh, We just got a wonderful review in Broadway World and Broadway Sizzle and Mm -hmm. a couple of other wonderful reviews. And the audiences are loving it. They're laughing and they're finding the meaning in it. And um, we're doing really well. And this August, we're going to be at the Bay Street Theater in Sag Harbor, Long Island. Uh-huh. And we're going to be there for the whole month of August. So it's, it's, we're, we're, we've got a, a lot of good stuff happening. That's great. You know, I'm sorry for the loss of your dad. You bring him back now. You bring him back every night when you do this play. And that's got to make you feel fantastic. I'm so lucky I get to be with my dad and my mom and my sisters and people I've known in the business. And uh, it really is a, a, a selfish dream come true that 
I can hug my dad a couple of times. Arnie Burton, who plays my dad, I get to hug him a couple of times during the show, and it really does feel like I'm hugging my dad. It's pretty great. That's fantastic. Now, your career, like I said, you made more movies in the 80s than anybody else other than Hackman. How many of those movies were Police Academy movies, Steve? <laughs> well, there were there were four police. There were seven police academies, and I did four. Uh-huh. And there were there were two three men's, and I did both. And there were two cocoons, and I did both. And there were two short circuits, but I only did one. Okay, and diner. You did that now. You, you I, I know, like you're married now, right? You're married to Emily Smith. Did she have to pass a hundred and forty question test on the Baltimore Colts before you actually, you know, went through with this? No, I, I had to pass the test. And <laughs> if, if, are you ma- are you married? I am. Yeah, well, you know, you have to pass the test every day. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it's 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 every day. You know, not just. Once a day. Now, how much of your life? Pardon me. Oh, how how much how much of your movie career is in the movie? Is in the play? I'm sorry, I keep calling it a movie. Yeah, a lot of it. A lot of it's in there. It's pretty terrific. Yeah, a lot of it's in there. Um, From my when I left home at 17, Mm -hmm. and one of my first jobs was uh, Boys from Brazil, a really great great movie I did with Greg Peck and. James Mason and Larry Olivier and then uh, players. I worked with the great Robert Evans and so a lot of my a lot of my um, a lot of my career is in this movie. You worked with everybody. You really did. What's your favorite Jersey story? What's your best story about New Jersey? <clears throat> my favorite J- Jersey story is um, I was visiting my sister Judy, who lives in. Uh, Scotch Plains, uh, Fanwood. And uh, my mom was at the house and my mom is at my sister's house and hears this noise on the roof. My mom thought it was some sort of spirits in the house. Mm -hmm. The house is about 100 years old. She's screaming and yelling, get out of the house, get out of my, my daughter's house, get out of my daughter's house. And, uh, all of a sudden, she saw water coming down, and it wasn't raining. Right. She said, God damn you spirits, get out, get out. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, she saw a man sort of climb down a rope. They were cleaning the gutters. <laughs> all right, now, I'm going to throw some names at you. And if you can give me a cool story or memory, that would be great. Paul Reiser. Wonderful, smart, lovely guy. <clears throat> Him and his wife, Paula. Are wonderful people, and I just saw him a few weeks ago. I, I adore Paul. Tom Selleck. Are you going to be in Blue Bloods? Tom Selleck. Oh, well, I love his show. And actually, he was shooting the pilot right in front of the our apartment building in uh, on West 67th Street. I guess it was 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I adore Tom. He's one of the most well-mannered and even-tempered guys ever and especially the way that he and Ted Danson handled the adulation that they get is a class in humility manners class just Tom is a really um, grade A man of character and, and nobility really is terrific as is Steve Gutenberg and the play 
is going on right now uh, right. at the Brunswick Play, the new, the new Brunswick Performing Arts Center. Tickets are on sale. Visit georgestreetplayhouse.org or you can call 732-246-7717. Tales from the Gutenberg Bible, written and starring Steve Gutenberg, directed by David Saint. What do you want people to take home from this movie, Steve? I mean, from this play. Again, I apologize. I'd like them to come home with a feeling of elation and have a wonderful hangover the next day that they had a great evening of, of laughing, of family, of meaning, of career, of ambition, of innocence, and that anything in life is possible if you keep your nose to the grindstone and surrounded by love. And this play really is about love the most powerful force in the universe. And that's what I would love people to think. Best possible way to put it. Steve, thanks again so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, man. You have a good night. You too. Steve Gutenberg, New Jersey, 101.5 Tales from the Gutenberg Bible. And uh, you can get tickets at georgestreetplayhouse.org. Here's fast traffic every 15 minutes on New Jersey. 101.5 Steve Trevelis. Ryan Bissell hanging out. Steve Gutenberg, how about that, man? Yeah, that was interesting. That really, you know what? He is, like I said, he was in more movies in the 80s than anybody except for Gene Hackman. And Gene Hackman retired now. He's like, I don't know, is he still alive? He's like, last I heard, he was like 96. Sure. If he is, he's hanging on. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, uh, some of the best movies were made in the 80s. I, I... I, I miss the 80s. You would have loved the 80s. I, I do like the 80s, conceptually. Apparently, I don't know as much as I thought. Uh, I yeah, really. Don't, don't talk to me about the 80s. <laughs> I thought you knew a lot more than you knew about the 80s. Uh, so what I want to do here, 1-800-283-101.5. Give me your favorite 80s movie. Give me your favorite. Was it a comedy? It could be a drama, whatever. Something that was great about the 80s. Yeah. All anybody wanted to do was have a good time. Right? Come on, yeah. feel the noise. Girls rock you boys. We're not going to take it. I mean, all these grades are... And nobody was depressed. Nobody <laughs> was, uh, you know, we didn't get to the 90s. We didn't get to the grunge. Nobody was miserable. Nobody had problems. All we want to do in the 80s is have a good time. Dancing bright colors. Dancing with the bright colors. Right? Yeah. It was it was, it was was beautiful. That The hair was a little, you know, the, the poofy yeah. sleeves were a little, you know. But, uh, but, but, uh, but the joy. And some of the funniest movies, like those Police Academy movies were flat out hysterical. You'd go, they did seven of them. Think about this. Think of a franchise that would get you seven movies. Can you think? I can't think of another one. Uh, Rocky. I was gonna say Fast and Furious. Rocky didn't even go seven. Fast and Furious. Got Did a, that go seven? I think they're at. What are they at nine? Are they? I don't know. All right. 1-800-283-101.5. Give me your favorite eighties movie, and uh, we got to school Ryan here because Ryan thinks he knows a lot about the movies, and it turns out that he doesn't know as much as he thought he knew about the movies. And when you look at the body of work of Steve Gutenberg, he was in The Cocoons, he was in uh, Short Circuit, he was in Police Academy, uh, Diner was the best, Barry Levinson. When you look at the cast of Diner, Kevin Bacon, Mickey Rourke, you know, those guys all went on to become, was Matt Dillon, those guys went on to become like, like the cult heroes. Like, what's your favorite 80s movie? My favorite 80s movie is uh, 16 Candles. That's 16. my favorite. And yeah, you know, Molly Ringwald, won't, her, kid don't, her, her kid hates it. Oh, really? 
Yeah. Oh, the, my God. The kid is, like, totally woke. <laughs> yeah. And you can never get away. How could you, mom? How could you do it? <laughs> Unbelievable. But, you know, it was it was such a cool time because all the 80s was about was having fun. Yeah. It was yeah. just, you know, it was just having a party. You know, the music reflected it. Mm -hmm. the, the sitcoms reflected it. Yes. Uh, the movies reflected it. It was fantastic. Yeah, e it just felt like easy going. Like, there, there was serious stuff, but I don't know. It just it never felt too heavy in the 80s. No, it wasn't as intense as it is now. No, no. You know, I mean, there was politics, but it was over there. You know, yeah. it was in our right. face every time we turned around, you know. Right. Uh, but yeah, and and the, the teams, right? The Giants at that time had won their two Super Bowls. They won in '86, and they were relevant from '84. All mm -hmm. this, this is how I measure decades. They were relevant from '84 all the way through '90. Yeah, yeah, they were pretty good. And the Browns, right? The Browns yeah, won the championship games. Yeah, they were relevant in the 1940s and the 1950s, and then broke my heart three out of four consecutive years in the 80s. Yeah, <laughs> but, thank you but, for bringing oh, up sorry, that era, Steve. I, I appreciate you know it. The, the 80s sucked. <laughs> you didn't want to go to the 80s. You wanted to go back to the 40s. That's where Otto Graham exactly throwing to uh, Marion Motley. Marion Motley. Yes. That was the guy. Uh, it's 9:30. Every 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5, Steve Trevelis. Steve Gutenberg was on earlier. Uh, he's got a play, going to be at the uh, George Street Playhouse. And I'm going to have all the information for you at nj1015.com, April 25th through May 22nd. Uh, Tales from the Gutenberg Bible. It's going to be great. And I'm asking you, what's your favorite 80s movie? 1-800-283-101.5. Harry's in Howell on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Harry. Good evening, Steve. Um, my, my favorite 80s movie is a strange little cult film called Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. And it's one of those films that you watch and you go, what the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> and you, you try to forget it, and then you see, you know, i got to watch that again. It was really weird, but really funny at the same time. But the thing is, it had all these stars in it before they were big stars. Here's the cast. Good. Peter Weller, before he was RoboCop. Right. <laughs> John Lithgow, before he was in Third Rocks and the Sun and all that other stuff. Right. Ellen Barkin. Jeff Goldblum, before he was The Fly. Right. Christopher Lloyd, who we all know from Taxi. Yeah, um, and Back to the Future. And uh, Clancy Brown, who is now the voice of Mr. Crab on SpongeBob. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it, it featured some other things like uh, Billy and the Beaters, Billy Vera, who had a, a number one hit. What did you think uh, you know, I'll do at this moment? That's right. That's exactly and right. And he also he did, it. you know what else he did? He did the theme song from The King of Queens. I did not know that. Check it out. That's him. Yes. Jonathan Banks was in it, too, who was in Breaking Bad. And Wise Guy. That's true, yes. He was in a bunch of things. Yeah. He, and, you know, he lived in Spain. I, 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 I was a big fan of him. He played Frank McPike in Wise Guy. That's a... You know what? I didn't realize that so many great people were in that. There was um, There was a... What was it? Buck Rogers in the 21st century. It was like uh, something they brought back later on. I think Fox right. tried it. Was that kind of like Buckaroo Banzai? I, I heard of the movie, but I never saw it. It is a spoof of all kinds of different things, and the humor in it is just so dry that at first you don't get it. It's like, are they really serious? 
Wow. Uh, but also, you know, uh, who, my Yakov Smirnoff was. <laughs> he was in it too? Yeah, he played a diplomat. How about that? All right, Harry, good stuff. Buckaroo Banzai. All right, one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Ryan, come in here. We need we need movies for Ryan to watch because Ryan told me he was an authority on the eighties and he took he went to college and he took classes on the eighties. Right. I lived the eighties. All right. And, as I just said, I didn't see I any of the movies. So give me some movies <laughs> that you would recommend. Eighties movies that Ryan should see. We're going to send them back to school. We're going to eighty school. We're going to school Ryan in the eighties that you should see. I'll give you one. Yeah. Did you ever see Eddie and the Cruisers? Uh, I, I've i heard a lot about that oh, one. Good. Is that related to Greece? No, it's not related to Greece. <laughs> Eddie and the Cruisers was the first rock and roll mystery. Rock and roll mystery like rock Scooby-Doo? No, no, no. Like Crossover? No, no. Rock and roll. Eddie and the Cruisers. First of all, Eddie and the Cruisers was a band named Eddie Testa down in Freehold. And uh, okay. he had Eddie, Eddie and the Cruisers in the 80s. Next thing you know, there's a movie, Eddie and the Cruisers. <laughs> and uh, so much for that. Oh, well. <laughs> and, uh, but the real Eddie and the Cruisers is Eddie Testa band in Freehold. Uh, Not to be because, forgotten. Yeah, because Eddie and the Cruisers movie never brought us chicken and ribs. Eddie true. Testa brings us chicken and ribs. We know which one we like He's more. the real Eddie and the Cruisers. But, uh, but seriously, but Eddie and the Cruisers was basically Eddie Wilson, played by Michael Perry. Mm -hmm. and Tom Berenger was in it. He played the keyboards. He was word man. And uh, Joe Pantoliano was in it, and he played Doc. He was, uh, I forget, well, he, I think he was the manager, if I'm not okay. mistaken. And Eddie Wilson, the idea, the premise of this mm. was that Eddie was, um, Eddie was his rock star, and he hit it so big, but he wanted to be true to his music. And once he got big, he wanted to do the music that he wanted to do. And he produces this album. And uh, for him, it was the iconic album of all time. And it's, the year is supposed to be 1963. And they're basically a Jersey Shore band. Sal, who was the guitar player in the band, utters the famous lines, but we're just a couple of guys from Jersey. And uh, Eddie didn't see it that way. So Eddie decides that... Uh, when the record company rejects his greatest album of all time, Eddie decides he's going to fake his own death. And uh, the fun begins. Uh, but it's a, it's a dramatic movie. And the drama really comes at the end of the movie when you realize what's going on. Let's go to uh, Greg and Freehold on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Greg. Hey, Steve. Um so one of my favorite movies from the 80s. Actually, I have two to recommend to you. The first one is Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Uh-huh. It features Kirstie Alley, of all people, believe it or not, in her, her debut um, in, in sci-fi, which, you know, looking back on it, that was not her her thing. She became, you know, the cheer, big on Cheers. And she was hot in that movie, too. Well, she was a Vulcan, so there's a limited amount of hotness they can be. Right. Um that was a great movie. It had Ricardo Montalban right. as the uh, primary villain. Khan. And he was just, yeah, Khan. He was just fantastic in that movie um, as the villain. And he was, you know, quoting Moby Dick. And, and he just, he, he took the whole screen whenever he was on. He was involved with, with Kirk in a, you know, like a, an arm wrestling match from decades ago, as it were. Uh, you know, personal combat between the two equals. And it was just, I still watch it whenever it comes on cable today. It, 
and the ending scene where Spock dies is just really one for the ages. I will, I shall, I have been and always will be your friend. The, uh, I, I did a show with William Shatner. William Shatner tours the Wrath of Khan. And what he does is he goes to different theaters. He was the Mayo Performing Arts Center, and I was there with him. And he, um, they, they, after the movie, he does Q&A, and I just hosted it. And it was great. But the thing with, with Wrath of Khan was they did Star Trek. They brought Star Trek back, the first one, the movie. And it was kind of like too close encounters-y, you know, too Star Trek, too Star Wars-y. And it, it, it didn't do well. And they decide if they're going to do another one, they're going to go back. They're going to do it right. They're going to go back to their roots. They're going to do Star Trek. And they found this episode in the series. Right. Right. And that's where this came from. And, oh, yeah. And it was, it was true to Star Trek. That was, what was great about that movie was, you know, the, the, the famous con scream. Uh, but, you know, Ricardo Maltabon with the long blonde hair. But uh, it was true to Star Trek form. And it basically saved the franchise and enabled them to do, you know, three, four, five. Six, you could tell it was done. But, yeah, that, that is a great movie. And, and the other one, if you, if you give me a second, the other one was um, Crossroads with Ralph Macchio. Oh, yeah. And he beat Steve Vai in the competition. That's right. For Even though he didn't know it, for his soul... And for the soul of Willie Brown, uh-huh. um, it was you know he was a uh, a music school kid. A uh, what's that music school? Juilliard in the city. So at the opening of the movie, he's playing guitar at Juilliard, and uh, the the opening scene is you know he's playing a classical piece on his guitar, and then he works in a little bit of blues at the end, which causes his professor to say you know that wasn't so great. Um, but he pursues the blues all throughout you know the the movie where he's trying to, uh, you know, find a lost song or something, and then, you know, you mm-hmm. intertwine Willie Brown and, and the pact with the devil. And, you know, it just, the scene at the end is, is just great. The, the climactic scene where he has that battle with Steve Vai, and, and he wins by bringing in his Juilliard music skill, <laughs> and he wins out over the, you know, the wild antics of Steve Vai on guitar. It's just fantastic. That was his uh, butterfly stance, right? Yeah, <laughs> that was his butterfly. Was- I had Macho on talking. I I interviewed Ralph Macho talking about Crossroads, and he was talking about how well the he learned how to look like he was playing the guitar. Steve, I got to hit a break. Great stuff, Rick. Hang out. Give me your favorite '80s movie. A movie you would recommend my producer needs to see. The Authority on '80s movies. I'm not going to say anything. It's on New Jersey 101.5. This Mother's Day, share with New Jersey 101.5 what your mama used to say. One lucky entry will win mom a pair of sparkling diamond stud earrings worth $2,500. Enter now on our New Jersey 101.5 free app or nj1015.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Earth Treasures Jewelers, Highway 35 and 36 in Eatontown. The name you know and trust for almost 50 years this Mother's Day. Tell us what mommy used to say to win. From New Jersey, 101.5. Steve Trevely, Steve Gutenberg was on earlier. You know him from Police Academy, Three Men and a Baby, Diner, Cocoon. Tales from the Gutenberg Bible is going to be at the New Brunswick Performing Arts Center. Tickets are now on sale. And uh, we're talking about the 80s movies that you love. Rick is in Pennsylvania on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Rick. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. All right, what movie would you recommend? 
Southern Comfort. You ever see that? That was, no, I heard of it. 1981, right? Early 80s. Okay. Uh, Pete Carradine and Powers Booth. Uh-huh. They start, They were uh, National Guardsmen with a whole bunch of other National Guards. They were on a weekend maneuver out in the swamps of Louisiana. Right. And they kind of get lost. They find these boats, canoes, so they all pile in them. They leave one behind. They didn't need it. They get out there in the boat, and they see one of the Cajun guys. Well, one of the guys decides he's got blanks in his gun. He's going to shoot at these Cajun guys to scare him a little bit. So he shot. Well, the Cajun guys didn't take it as a joke, so they shot back with real guns. Uh-oh. And from there out, the Cajuns are chasing these guardsmen through the uh, swamp. Oh, wow. Air business. It was a great movie. I, mean, I don't know if it was my favorite, but I liked it. All right, that's intense. All right, don't yeah. tell don't tell me how it ends. I want to check it out. I don't, right. In case anybody else does, but I like that. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Joe in Tom's River on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Hey, Joe. Hey, what's going on, Steve? How you doing? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm all right. What's your movie? Oh man, it's Top Gun. Uh, that was the the movie that drove me to do a lot of things in my life um really like when i yeah i was born in the 88 but right. uh you know i was the five-year-old kid you know making uh uh formation flying with my fingers my hands and stuff what about that fl- fl- flying around the house and stuff and i just my, my father was like amazed because like i would sit and pre- watch that movie repetitively and like i you know i would start saying like all the things that you know the pilots say to one another. And then I come to realize, like, when I got older and I studied it more, that it's completely, you know, 180 degrees the opposite. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 all, it's all Hollywood. But it was it was really uh, 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 an impactful movie for me when I was a kid. So that was definitely would be my, my favorite. Did you, uh, did you join or anything? Like, did you have the need for speed? Yeah. You know, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, um, I... You know, again, like when I took the ASVAB, like when I was like 18, I didn't score that well. But then what happened was I went to college and then I was going to go to officer candidate school and, my, and that was going to pay for school and everything. But then what wound up happening was I had an injury, a sporting injury. So, you know, I got washed out. I didn't even join, which, you know, I kind of regret to this day. But at the same time, I have friends. Um, who are deckhands in the Navy, and uh, one of my friends, he's a shooter, and then I have another friend who does ordnance, and um, you know, they, it's it's such it's such a magical thing that happens on that carrier deck, um, like as far as like how they can operate any weather, any climate, day or night, twenty four seven. They can literally put aircraft anywhere on the anywhere in the globe amazing uh in a moment's notice is just is just a remarkable feat and uh how they operate is just um you know it's 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 a sight to behold like they tell me all the time they're like joe if you could see all the moving parts of how everything works uh it's i can't even explain it to you you know they have like um, listen joe uh, i gotta take a break but listen I, i just wanted to tell you do you have the reels channel where you are the reels R-E-E-L-Z. Check your cable. 
the Reels okay. channel, they're running a thing right now on the movie, Top Gun Behind the Scenes. It's like a two-hour documentary. I, re- I haven't seen really? it yet. I recorded it Sunday night. But if you have the Reels channel or go on demand, Reels channel, Top Gun, I think it's behind, like behind the scenes or something like that. Check it out. You're going to love it. Jominsky and Doyle. Weekdays on the air and on demand anytime and anywhere. Check them out on New Jersey 101.5's app podcasts. We get it almost every night. We dance, therefore we are. Steve Trevelis. Nobody get through is 1-800-283-101.5. You go on nj1015.com. You're looking for a Mexican restaurant. We got you covered. You want to know about Kratom? We got you covered. Uh, John Bramnick, Senator Bramnick, was on last week talking about it. Steve Gutenberg was on tonight talking about uh, the play that he's doing at the uh, Bucks, uh, New Brunswick Performing Arts Center, uh, known as Tales from the Gutenberg Bible, Growing Up in Long Island. And uh, you know Steve Gutenberg from uh, the Police Academy movies, Three Men and a Baby, Cocoon, Diner. Man did more movies in 10 years than anybody else other than Gene Hackman. That was in the 80s. So we're talking about 80s movies. Give me your, uh, give me a movie from the 80s that you would recommend my young 24-year-old producer go see. Because I'm trying to explain what a great decade the 80s was. And how you can't make a lot of those movies anymore, which sucks because they were really great movies. Charlie's in Trenton on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Charlie. Hello there. How you doing? Doing great. All right. What's your movie, my friend? Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Ah, Spicoli. Yeah. And Hand. Ray Walston. Got it. <laughs> my favorite Martian is Hand. Principal Hand. You know what? Way back. They could never make that movie today. And that's just a reflection of how bad things are today. You know, that we, we could not uh, sit back and enjoy yeah. that movie. My my mother's friend was, uh, she was the waitress when they went on a date. Oh, really? She was in it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. How about that? How'd she get in it? Um... No, uh, we we lived in Hollywood. You did in the early sixties. Uh huh. And and my mother worked with her, uh, e- ETS. But she was a uh, she had uh, bit parts. She also discovered Jr. when he got shot. Your mom discovered Jr. Really? My my mother's friend, the one she worked with. Okay, what's her name? Uh, uh Virginia uh, Peters. Virginia Peters. Okay. Yep. How about that, man? That's cool. I like that, though. Good stuff, yeah, Charlie. Yes, yeah, he was the waitress. All right. All right. Was she in any other movies? She, um, she played uh, uh, bit parts. My friend seen her in um, uh, the movie with uh, Little Joe. Um, oh, Bonanza? Uh, Bonanza? The one after Bonanza. Uh, Little Joe, huh? I'm looking here. She was, uh, wow, she was in a lot. She was in Fast Times. She was in Jealousy. She was in Freddy Krueger. She was in a lot. Yeah, Virginia Peters. She died in 1998. 
Michael Landon? Ex-mother-in-law. <laughs> oh, how about that? Good stuff, Charlie. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Yeah, all those great those great coming-of-age movies. I don't think they make those anymore. All right, Porgies, Hollywood Nights, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, The Last American Virgin. Like, every, every year there'd be a new one, you know? And every year you made sure you've seen it uh, to see what you could see, and you probably didn't see anything. But 1-800-283-101.5. Some really cool 80s movies. Give me one that you you would recommend my producers see. You know, some of the greatest comedies came from the 80s. And uh, I show them to my kids. You know, that's the cool thing. I show them to my kids. And, uh, you know, my boys are 16 years old. And what's great about it, I mean, there's a lot of it that they don't get but there's a lot of it that they crack up hysterical at. Maddie's in Union on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Maddie. Hey. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I can't complain, but it's early yet. <laughs> Ask me in an hour. <laughs> What's your movie? Uh, I know Ryan's already seen it, but Spaceballs. Ah, Mel Brooks. Yeah, really any Mel Brooks film. You know what? Uh, they try. He's trying to do History of the World Part Two. It's not the same. You no, know, definitely he, not. No. Have you seen it? I watched the first two episodes of it. Uh -huh. It's it's funny. It's not the same. It's not. It, it, it's not. You know what? He he'd been better off not doing anything, and we remember him as Mel Brooks. Now it's like Mel Brooks trying to fit in, and Mel Brooks never did that before. He's too good to fit in. Yeah, but he's rich again. Well, yeah, I don't think he lost his money. <laughs> exactly, better horse. I mean, he still got the money. Uh, but yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Would you compromise yourself if you didn't need the money? I think you do it. And what is he, 94 now? You do it because you want to do it. You do it because, you know, uh, when you stop doing stuff is where you start to die. So, I mean, what keeps him alive is doing it. But I just think, you know, history of the world part one. You know, with the unemployment routine, did you BS today? <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> you know, you're nuts. NVTS. I mean, that was funny. This is kind of like, eh, I got to do something. <laughs> Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Jack is in New Jersey on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Jack. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I would say for me, it would be corrected. Um, but I wasn't even around then, but I just think in general, like, even like, I guess, Charlie, the chocolate factory, I know they remade that one, uh -huh. but it, it just, like, they just redid it and just moved all the, the characters. It's just my opinion. Did you see Karate Kid, the original? Yes. That's what I'm, that's what I'm referring to. Not the remake. Right. And the remake was, on, or I didn't like the remake. Did you see though, the, have you seen like the three Karate Kids? No, I did not. Check out the, have, do you watch Cobra Kai? Yes, I did. You you watch Cobra Kai? Yes. 
all five episodes, all five seasons? Um, I don't think I went through all of them. I know I've at least seen one of them. I'm telling you, it's really good. Because, like, I've, I saw The Karate Kid. I saw all three Karate Kids. The thing about The Karate Kid was that it kept, it would take, th- there'd be three years in between each movie. But they would end where the other one left off. So Ralph Macchio really aged during those fights. He walks onto the ring and he's 17. He walks out of the ring and he's 20. Walks onto the ring and he's 20. And he walks out of the ring and he's 23. So you really see him age. But the uh, but, uh, Ralph Macchio today is like 60 looking like he's 20. But the, uh, the thing about it, though, when you watch the Cobra Kai series, there, it's so tied to those three movies. That it's really, if you really want to give yourself a treat and uh, kill a lot of time, watch the movies and then watch the five episodes of Cobra Kai. And you see how good it all really is. Yep. Got it, man. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Favorite 80s movies, Bob, Pete, hang out. Here's New Jersey 101.5, Fast Traffic, New Jersey 101.5. All right, give me an 80s movie. Give me an 80s movie that uh, my producer, Ryan Bissell, should go see. Because there were so many of them. 1-800-283-101.5. Ah, here's a good one. Andy is in Brick on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Andy. Steve, how are you, my man? I'm good. How are you, pal? Um, you hit the topic. I always, you know, this is a great topic. I'm sitting here in the Walmart parking lot. I'm in Brick. And he says, I, you even mentioned that you were in this movie as an extra, and it's Rodney Dangerfield, Easy Money. Oh God, that now, was. That, that, oh my God, uh, there's a few of us. There's like a small cult classic that they, you know, like no, you know, I got about five friends that got my sense of humor, uh, and and that's about it. It you was know? so funny. Uh, it was so funny. I didn't realize when I was there, I mean, you know, when you're there, you just sit around and wait all day. But when it came out, I, I laughed my ass off. You you can't watch this movie without laughing your ass off. That's the scene that you were in. You talk about the boxing scene. I remember that. The original cut was like they had the boxing scene. They had the, everybody, you know, that was giving them problems. The neighbor, the, the lady with the, you know, the, she worked in Vegas and he's getting punched in the face. He's like, I got to get out of here. I got to get out <laughs> yeah, of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but in the, in the, in the DVD and, the, and even like you think you would think it'd be on the extra reels. It's not there. They don't no. do that scene anymore. I have an H. I have a VHS tape. I don't know why, but they? I I don't know. They cut. Yeah, you're right. They cut a lot of. Well, they cut it out. I guess to put commercials in. They cut it out for time constraints. But I've got a VHS tape that it, when it first came out, I recorded it, and I I've got me on that tape, so I got proof as long as that doesn't deteriorate. <laughs> But as long as it doesn't deteriorate, I got it. But I mean, the just I, every I, I would watch scene. That movie. I would watch that movie like a marathon all weekend. We'd have sleepovers. Yeah, I'm, I'm 50. You know, I was 10 years old in, in 83 when that movie came out. Uh, oh, my God. All weekend long, Friday through Sunday. And then, like, my father loves Rodney, my, you know, my brother. Oh, my God. He's, he, you know, every scene, he, you know. Yeah. I, I, I married Rose to get to you. <laughs> <laughs> I started off kissing her face. Now I'm kissing her ass. <laughs> Oh, what's the other one? Remember, remember when he's photographing the kids? Somebody shut the fat little bastard up. 
<laughs> He's losing his oh mind. God. Anthony, Grandma, John, Blish, Grin, Grandma, Grandma, John, Blish, somebody, will you shut? Oh no, my. You know, my, the best one. The, you know, What's that? The best one. Remember that they. I one, of the, one of the scenes at the end when he's on the boat, he's, you know, like little one liners. Like he's got the, uh, you know, oh, you're, you know, Silver's down. Call the Lone Ranger. You got Joe <laughs> Pesci in there. You got Vincent. Yeah. Oh, that was the best part. And, you know, nobody knew who Joe Pesci was at the time. Uh, he ended up getting a detective oh, no. show called Half Nelson. Uh, back when, uh, and, and like it replaced Rockford Files for a little while, but uh, there was the who was the guy? Remember Julio? Julio, <laughs> El Joyo de Sexo, Julio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he's trying to elope. Why? Why are you beating up the bush? The bush doesn't know what he's talking about, <laughs> and she's and he's not fighting. <laughs> I'm so bad. I'm so bad I could be in detention. <laughs> Jump up and down. Jump up and down. Tell her you're bad. What are you thinking? You're killing yourself. Oh, my God. You're making me laugh. Would Ronnie, like, open up? Would Ronnie warm up and, like, you know, do do a bit for everybody? No. You know what? It was very serious. I mean, like, the way it worked, I got there at 8.30 in the morning. And uh, we filmed the scene where they were at the boxing match. So they, they burned oil to make it look like a smoke-filled room. The reason I got on, because I was wearing a YSP t-shirt and one of the boxes was from Philly. I smoked like four cigarettes all day long, uh, waiting for this. I smoked back then. I might, might more like a pack. Well, because all you do is they shoot, and then you go wait and wait. It's Bob O'Brien. You wait, you wait, you wait. Then they shoot another 30-second scene. Miss Susie Fortunato, Miss Liberty, the, the blonde that would walk around with the sign. They kept, they, they had a thing where she kept falling on top of me. I was loving that. <laughs> All right, cut. Do it again. <laughs> but it was great. Dude, I got to go. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. I could talk to you for another hour about that. Uh, Bob is in Long Branch on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Bob. Hey, Steve. Great show. Great topic, man. Thank you, pal. What's your movie? All right, so somebody mentioned um, Fast uh, Times at Ridgemont High with uh, Sean Penn, and it got me thinking. There's another Sean Penn movie. Uh, it's a little bit obscure, but it came out in 1983, and it was called Bad Boys. Oh, and yeah. Basically, I don't know if you saw it or not, but uh, it was, uh, you know, he, he was a, a juvenile delinquent, went to a juvenile correctional facility, and it was a nasty film man it was really really just uh, dramatic very disturbing and sean penn was a complete badass in that film man i gotta tell you wow and that's when he came out of that he married madonna right that was a, that was around that time not sure yeah that was a, that was yeah. around that time well, that's a good one i right, pete's in ewing on new jersey 101.5 what do you got pete oh well i forgot but you know there's like short circuit there's uh um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, has anyone said that? Nobody said Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh my! Wow, because that was a good that was a good movie. Yeah, I mean, ends with great. the Beatles twist and shout. Yes, um, and uh, Goonies. You ever say die? They never say um, die. I love Chunk, isn't that or Baby Ruth? Uh huh. Come on now. No, you know what? Wait, when the car and, and um, when the car goes out the window, <laughs> and uh, Ferris Bueller's day off. Yeah, yeah. That, that, 
That was a funny I'm movie. Sorry. Dude, uh, Cameron. He was the, the best friend of Ferris, right? Mm -hmm. Who played him? I can't remember. Do you remember who played Cameron in Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Uh, Alan Ruck. Alan Ruck. Right. He goes on. He does Spin City as well, if I'm not mistaken. I'm looking at him right now because he was also in Bad Boys. All right, man. Good stuff. All right. 1-800-283-101.5. Headlines, trip lines coming up. It's 1030. And it's in New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelis, 1-800-283-101.5. We got um, NJ1015.com. The best Mexican restaurants are on the Steve Trevelis page. Whatever you want to know about Kratom is on the Steve Trevelis page. Best Greek restaurants, best Chinese restaurants, best Italian restaurants. All on the Steve. You want to eat, you go to Steve Trevelis page. That's what we got for you here. And uh, tomorrow night, Howie Mendel will be on at uh, 910. Julia Scotty will be here, Gemini, Jeffrey Paul, Justin Gonzalez. A good time will be had by all. Gang. Are you ready? I think so. Ryan Bissell will be here as well. I'm rhyming tonight, right? A good time had by all. Ryan Bissell here as well. There's this. I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for Headlines and Trev Lines. I read the news today, oh boy. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. As Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. I was wondering... Um, so first, uh, we have, uh, here, today would have been the 75th birthday of Leslie Gore, who sang the pop hit in the 60s, It's My Party, when she was just 16. Really? 75 she would have been? Yeah, she, so she was born in 1946. When did she die? She died in 2015. That's pretty young, right? Uh, about 68, so not, yeah. not old, but, no. but not, not young. She did, uh, You Don't Own Me? Yeah. Uh, I think that was the one that Toyota used for the commercial. Probably that, that yeah. seems like a good. That seems she like was, a nice. Uh, in the early sixties, she was huge. Yeah, she had that that song. It's my party, as well as uh, uh, Judy's turn to cry. Judy's turn to cry, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, there's uh, there was an artist, uh, Melanie Martinez, that made that song, or some of the lyrics. I think she she sourced or whatever uh, that that word is sampled. Sampled, yeah, she okay. sampled the the words for her own song. So. Um, it, it got some new new life in that. Well, happy birthday, Leslie. Yeah. Up, up there. <laughs> this one's from Reddit. Uh, an estimated three to 400 pounds of pasta was dumped in Old Bridge on the side of, uh, of a creek in Veterans Park. Um, it's, uh, it's hard to describe, but it's just, Indeed. it looks like a bunch of piles of pasta just on the side. Different assorted kinds. Um, was there a reason? There, there is no answers. They, they, ha just they have no idea. To, so they dumped the, the whales and the dolphins are washing up on the <laughs> beach, and the pasta is in Old Bridge, so maybe they could meet in Matawan <laughs> up with a seafood special yeah. in honor of Governor Murphy. <laughs> but it's really random with the pasta. It's, like, separated into, like, individual kinds. It's not like, you know, someone had, like, you know, ah, oh, I got these five mixed things of pasta. I got to dump them somewhere. Like, it's just... Somebody should dump macaroni. You know? Yeah, they were like, I got a bag of this, and I got a bag of that, and then just on the side of the road. Okay. Um... Uh, a woman at the L.A. Homeless people now making their way to <laughs> Whole Bridge. Okay. Yeah. Um, a woman had a, a loud and full-body orgasm during the L.A. Philharmonic concert. Usually um, that happens during this show, actually. <laughs> during this one? In this hour, especially. <laughs> oh, yeah, of if you, course. If you open the windows, you can hear it. 
Okay. You can't hear it because we're in a studio here no, in the center no, of the building. No, Otherwise, you'd know. Otherwise, yeah. Um, so people uh, in the show uh, let out some gasps once they heard it because that's not something you'd expect to hear. But weirdly, most people Somebody were not said, upset. Is, Har- is when Harry met Sally being on somewhere? What, <laughs> what am I hearing here? Okay. But weirdly, people were not upset. Um, when they heard it, they felt like it was fitting because they were, and they thought <laughs> yeah, the that, crescendo was that good. Yeah, they were like, you know what? Like, glad you were that moved by the music was like the general energy that people had. And so, really? the article, yeah. And the conductor said, "I'll have what she's having." <laughs> How about that? Do you know? Uh, I read Pete Townsend's book. Yeah. And um, are you familiar with who music, the who songs? Uh, some of them, yeah. Are you familiar with the song Five Fifteen? No. Okay. At least you admit that. <laughs> in the song 515, which came from the Who's Quadrophenia, mm-hmm. there's a line in the song, uh, girls are 15, sexually knowing, the ushers are sniffing, oh, de cologne-in. And what that means is that when the, the Beatles used to play, uh-huh. uh, the Who would play this theater like on, on the shore that the Beatles would play in. And the Beatles would do two shows. Mm-hmm. And the girls would get so crazy during the shows, screaming and everything, mm-hmm. that they would wet themselves. Oh, my gosh. And what the ushers used to do in between the song, <laughs> in between the shows, because they didn't have time to clean the seats. <sighs> so they would go in there with eau de cologne and just spray the seats. Oh, no. And that's where that line came from. Oh, no. For those of you that's who disgusting. are Who fans and Beatle fans, now you know. <laughs> so then... What a... Nah, never mind. Okay, good. <laughs> so uh, most people, uh, according to a New York uh, University professor, said that most people aren't honest in exit interviews. Um, no! Yeah. That's they what I, lie? That's what I thought when reading Not it. in New Jersey. <laughs> but, like, it's not in the way that I would have thought, though. I, you see, like, I don't you know... You mean, like, when they vote? No, no, no. Like, during their exit interviews of, like, um, when they're, like, leaving a company and they're on their way out and they're like, you know, so why are you leaving? How was your experience? Oh. Um, I don't know if this is just me as a person. <laughs> I feel like I'd be brutally honest in those interviews, you know? Like, really, no. like, you know, saying what happened. But you apparently can't. most people, you know, just try and, and say nice things. But I always thought that there was, like, a law or something against giving someone a bad review. No, I mean, well, that. it's going to hurt you in the next spot. I yeah. mean... The two things. One, if you're leaving, no matter what you're leaving, you're so if you hated it, if you didn't like it, Mm -hmm. you're so relieved to be out of there that you don't want to deal with it anymore. So yeah, everything was great. Uh, But on the other hand, you don't know who knows. You know what I mean? Where where you're going, word could get out about your exit interview, Mm -hmm. and then they start thinking, well, what are they going to do when he leaves here? You know, or other people, like, if you don't have a job, and, well, this is the way this guy treated these guys, why would I want to bring him in here? That's true. So you want to, you always, you never want to burn a bridge. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, a couple. Of, there's a couple of reasons for that. You never know where you're going to run into that person again. You know, and I've seen it happen a million times. Yeah. There, I've had bosses. I had one guy here that in a million years I never thought I'd work for. Not because I, I just never, he it never seemed to me to be the guy that would be, you know, a general manager. Yeah. And here he was. And I'm so glad I had a great relationship. But I always did. You know what I mean? But, I mean, there, you never know where you're going to run into a guy. You never know where you're going to see somebody. You never know what, what where life is going to take you. And yeah. by the same token, you never know, like, maybe this guy's in a position 
to help you somewhere along the line. So why burn the bridge? Even if you don't like the company, it's not the people yeah. in it. Because people, people constantly change jobs. Your generation especially. Like my generation, you go, this is my job, and uh, you get the gold watch, you retire, you want to <laughs> stay there as long as you want, you know, as long as you can. And it's the generation that retires. From yeah. what I read about your generation, you guys, <laughs> uh, you try it out, you don't like it, go to next job, go to next job. go to ne Job hopping is a big deal. Yeah. And you're not thinking in terms of this is where I'm going to get my gold watch. This is where I'm working for now until I find something else or I change my mind. I want to do something else. They're, they're it's, definitely, a different, it's a difference. There's definitely like that kind of energy, especially like going into college. There's still a big push for college. But um, something that I've heard a lot like in discussions about like people, you know, getting to their second or third year, like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. Like there's a lot of like, you know, well, you can just do that for, you know, like however many years pay it off. And then, you know, once you're established in whatever career, you can move on to something else. You know, you're not there's not no longer this mentality that you need to, you know, do your 30 to 40 years before you're allowed to quit or whatever. It's a scary, it's a scary thing only when there's money involved. 15 minutes on New Jersey, 101.5, Steve Trevelisse, Ryan Bissell. What's going on? With the, you are, you got to tell me what's going on. <laughs> you, you got the what's going on in front of you. It's true. I got to comment on the what's going on. We're smashing pumpkins over here. I, um, I believe. Yeah. And don't quote me on this. I'll have to look it up real quick. Yeah. I think Smashing Pumpkin. No, no, no. I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of um, getting people mixed up. People like the people think the lead singer of Smashing Pumpkins sounds yeah, a bit like Billy the, Corbin. Yeah, Billy Corbin sounds like the lead singer of My Chemical Romance, who I was getting mixed up with, uh, being cousins with Gerard, or not Gerard, with uh, with uh, Joe Rogan, who all who looks kind of like Billy. Uh, Corbin, because they're both uh, bald men. I don't know. Did you ever watch news radio? Yes. That's Joe Rogan. He played the engineer. Yeah, but he had hair. Oh, he did. Yeah, he <laughs> was a completely different guy. Funny. Oh my gosh, yeah. Completely different guy. Was was he that before or after doing the WWE? I think that was before. I think he mm -hmm. went into all that afterwards. But uh, that was such a great show. In fact, I just the, I just recorded episode one, season five where uh, Phil Hartman, his character, has a heart attack and dies. Yeah. It really happened. He got shot by his wife. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and they bring in John Lovitz, and you could see the show. Just You just hear the air coming out of the show. Yeah. But what... Th th there's certain ensemble shows, like news radio, uh, Taxi. Yeah. Uh, Taxi. Where, did that one have um, Don Danny DeVito in it? Danny DeVito. Yeah. Uh, picture this. Danny DeVito, Judd Hirsch, uh, Christopher Lloyd... Oh, wow. Playing Jim Ignatowski mm -hmm. and Andy Kaufman, you couldn't move, and and Mary Lou Henner, you couldn't move Tony Danza <laughs> without laughing. Jeff Conaway and Judd Hirsch tell the story on. I think he was with Seth Meyers, mm -hmm. and because when you see it, it's Judd Hirsch taxi. And Judd Hirsch was a nobody, <laughs> but somehow the agent made this, the agent made a deal and said, "All right, here's the deal. You're going to be the guy." And it's Judd Hirsch, and then Taxi, and his name was huge over everybody else. And he goes, he goes to the first night for the premiere, yeah, and he's just kind of slinking in the back, being <laughs> unnoticed. And we say anything? No, I just got out of it too fast before they could. <laughs> and then afterwards, was it smaller letters, Judd? Hirsch, no, no, it was. Uh, he letters. was the guy. Yeah, and. Um, He's uh, he's in the Fay Woman's with uh, the the Steven Spielberg story, but you know wow. when you look at that cast though, what an incredible you know. Yeah. And th th there were certain shows 
they just had that. When you had how many people, we could do a topic one night, you know, people from, how many stars came out of one sitcom? Oh my Because these guys, yeah. they start with nobody. And by the time the show ends, they've all, how many of them are doing movies and stuff in their own right? Yeah. You know, these guys actually came together every day. You know, Big Daddy Graham was a friend of mine. He was an overnight jock in Philadelphia and a mm -hmm. comedian. And he said one night, what are the odds that Paul, George, Ringo, and John would even know each other, let alone, I mean, think about this. You've got this, this mm -hmm. ghetto neighborhood, this seaport town, and these four guys who were just ghetto kids in the town would be that talented <laughs> and, and know each other. When you think about what bands go through, when all these musicians that come in here and play, ask him how hard it is for them to find their drummer, for them to find the guitarist, for them to find... Oh, I know how hard it is to find a drummer. <laughs> right? And these guys just happen to be in a neighborhood together yeah. and and be that good. They found two drummers, not just one. Two, two drummers, right? Yeah. I got to hit some real news, though, before before we hit it. Real here. fast, because um, I got to hit it. Go not ahead. just the regular nighttime shows, but also SNL is going to be uh, off this week. Uh, so no Pete Davidson hosting uh, really? this weekend. Yeah, they're going to be uh, playing a rerun, I think. Oh, well. Yeah. Will anybody notice? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if an SNL falls in the woods, let's make a noise. Great job by you. This has been the Steve Travelee Show On Demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.5.